Pal Pal Nation. Are you ready for football? It's time for some two-a-days, where each NFL team is broken down by experts to get you ready for game day. Everything you need to know and a few tips to impress the pickiest of football fans. Now, your host, the sports gal pal herself, Ramona Rice. Hey, Gal Pal Nation, in my quest to get you ready for this upcoming NFL season, I have unleashed an army of super fans. Well, really, they're Podvader super fans. He's letting me borrow them. But tonight, it's all about the ATL, and we've got Falcon super fan Tim on with us. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm doing great, Ramona. How are you? I am good. How's your blood pressure? I know you get a little excited when we're talking about Falcons, and it's a love-hate relationship you have with them. Uh, I think I'm doing all right. Uh, let me check on my Fitbit. My pulse is 71 right now, which is a little higher than my resting rate, but I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good on this right now. Let's go. All right, let's go. Let's get right started. New coach, new era. Are we looking for bigger and better things for the crew in Atlanta? Yeah, uh, the new coach has been super exciting, and you know, fans around town are actually embracing the Falcons. Typically, this time of year, you hear about you know University of Georgia and everything's great, and they're the best team in the world, even though they haven't won anything of value in longer than the Falcons. Uh, but uh, yeah, everybody's amped up for Dan Quinn. I was up at training camp uh, a couple days ago, and it's completely different than when it, uh, than how it was with Mike Smith. With Mike Smith, practices were really quiet and kind of slow. But with Dan Quinn, like, people are hitting each other in the mouth, and there's a DJ there, you know, spinning Taylor Swift and rap music at the same time. It's crazy, and it's a lot of fun. And you can tell that the players are really amped up and excited. And just the, you know, the energy levels in practice themselves are a lot higher than they've been in the years past. And, of course, you do have your quarterback, Matt Ryan. Are you expecting better things with him, given new quarter, uh, new coach, new staff? You know, is this finally the year that's his breakout year? I'd like to think so. Every year, I think that, you know, Matt does a great job considering, you know, the hand he's dealt. Uh, I mean, I, I just I look back last year at the Vikings game when we lost like three offensive linemen in a single game. And Levine Toy Lolo, our six foot eight, skinny as hell uh, tight end is having to block as a right tackle. And, you know, if stuff like that keeps happening to Matt, then, you know, there's nothing that he can do. But it looks like this year we're going to have depth on the offensive line. Uh, Julio Jones and Roddy White are both healthy. You know, we have a good tight end in uh, Jacob Tammy, who just came into town. And realistically, like, this looks like a year that Matt Ryan could put it all together, potentially throw for 5,000 yards and show people that, you know, uh, Joe Flacco is not the best quarterback that came out of the same draft. Interesting. I, I'd love to see it. I think that the, uh, you know, you guys need it. I think you need a consistent performance from Ryan. And that's always been kind of like the, you know, which Matt Ryan's going to show up. And, you know, when he's on, he's on and it's great. But it just seems like for me, the I, I obviously don't watch you guys regularly because it's not my normal team I like. Um, but what's interesting is that when I do watch, it's like you guys like get so close to win games and then they suddenly fall apart in the end. Is that a normal MO or was that just last year? Uh, it's it's completely normal. Uh, we're not a second half team, and you know you can even look last year at you know when we're in London playing against the Lions, we were up twenty one nothing and lose that game twenty two to twenty one. Like it's inconceivable how that happens. It's like the worst collapse in NFL history, in my opinion. But I you know I am a little biased being the Falcons super fan. But yeah, I mean it, it's always up and down with them, and you know there's so many games where you feel like you're in it until you know halfway through the fourth quarter, and then something happens, and you're just like how did we even get to this position? And, you know, my girlfriend and I are season ticket holders and we've been season ticket holders the past two years, which has been the years where we've gone 
what is it, 10 and 22? And it's been absolutely brutal. You go to the Georgia Dome and you're like, man, this place is a dump. And then you start winning and you're like, it's okay, this place is all right. And then, you know, Matt will throw an interception or there's just a stupid fumble or something like that. And then all of a sudden we're trailing. And then, you know, I've got to walk a mile back to the aquarium parking deck and it's raining all of a sudden. And, you know, the whole world is crumbling around you because you cheer for a team that just cannot put it together week to week. That that's the saddest thing I've ever heard, Tim. That I'm I wow, wow. That was deep. It's not that bad. It's not that. It's pretty bad. I mean, we could be Browns fans. That would be worse. Or a Tampa fan. Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine believing that Jameis Winston's going to be the answer. Oh, so many millions of dollars just getting thrown away. Are you are you excited that they picked him for number one? I'm I'm stoked for the next five years. It's two wins a year that we can just go ahead and lock up. I mean, I don't know about you, but the what the playoff game that he's in last year, where he just falls over and he falls over so bad that the referee behind him thinks that he needs to fall over too. It was like an earthquake happened, but there was nothing recorded. It's it's amazing. I love it. It's going to be a waste of talent and Mike Evans because he's fantastic for them. But legitimately, if you have a garbage quarterback, then it doesn't matter how good your receivers are. Um, speaking of awesome receivers, you really do have one in Julio Jones. Are you guys going to get him locked into a long-term contract? I've gotten about 50 different push notifications on my phone this week where it's Arthur Blank saying that he wants to make Julio a Falcon for life. And, you know, you'll have Vaughn McClure, who's the ESPN reporter for the Falcons, and saying that, you know, they're getting close to a deal. And Julio's camp saying, hey, it'll get done. We're not worried about it. We're just going to focus on, you know, what we can focus on. And, you know, it's a really – big, you know, breath of fresh air when you see what's going on in Dallas with Des Bryant and, you know, threatening to hold out and he's not going to play, you know, game one if he doesn't have a contract, you know, he's not going to sign his franchise tag or anything like that. Whereas Julio's just like, you know what, if they're going to pay me, they're going to pay me. If they're not going to pay me, someone else will pay me. And, I, you know, that's just a really good attitude to have. And, you know, he definitely leaves it all on the field. Uh, and if he's healthy, then in my opinion, he's the best receiver in the league. So I hope that we lock him up. And, you know, especially because of how much we had to give up to draft him, you know, it would be a shame if we mortgage the future that much for only five years. Yeah, I I, I like your optimism. They need to get his deal done. I mean, you don't want that hanging over your head. I mean, you guys don't, you guys don't need that kind of noise right now. Get it done. Get him locked down. Focus on game one. You know, I, I just feel like it, you know, and this is happening a lot. Like, you know, we saw it with the Cowboys. We saw it with DeMarco Murray, and then he walked and went to the Eagles. And we saw it with Des Bryant. We've seen it with a lot of guys. You know, look at um, right now with the Seahawks with Cam Newton, uh, not Cam Newton, Cam Chancellor. Um, you know, and he's now going, wait, because he didn't get his bigger payday than Russell Wilson. I mean, it, it just seems like there's been a lot of these kind of big deals that are coming down to the wire. And I'm going, what are, what are front offices doing? Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope that Cam Chancellor continues to hold out. You know, as you know, the Falcons got Dan Quinn, who's the former Seahawks defensive coordinator. I'd love to see some people from the Legion of Boom come down to Atlanta and, you know, build something here. Uh, you know, we have one great player in our secondary in Desmond Trufant. And if Cam Chancellor holds out for, you know, a long enough period of time where the Seahawks just end up having to let him go or trade him, I'd love to see him in Atlanta. You know, William Moore is good, but, you know, he's past his prime and he can't stay healthy. So bring it on. I mean, continue to hold out, continue to be grumpy, and we'd love to see you in Atlanta. You know, it's awfully close to his hometown of Norfolk, Virginia. It's only a couple hours away. So, you know, it's an That's easy drive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, another Hampton Roads prospect, Mike Fick, was once your quarterback. I know that you're – it was interesting. I heard you on the podcast once saying – 
that you were so sick of still seeing the Mike Vick jerseys. And I kind of agree with you. I'm like, that was a long ago era. It was almost 10 years ago. I mean, really, if you think about it, just with the time frame, it's like, move on. You know, you have a really good quarterback in Atlanta. I mean, what's up with the fans and why aren't they supporting it more? I mean, you know, other than the last two seasons, they've actually been really good. I'm confused. It's it's the Atlanta sports fan problem. Uh, it's, it's always going to be like this. You go to a Braves game and there's no Freddie Freeman jerseys there. Everything is, you know, Brian McCann or, you know, Jason Hayward, who's no longer on the team, you know, or Chipper Jones. I get the Chipper Jones. At least he, you know, finished here. But it's the same thing that just keeps happening with Atlanta. Like people gravitate towards one player. And as soon as that player is not on the team, they give up on the team. Or, you know, we have like the biggest drought of, you know, championships per, you know, or I saw it was an article the other day that I read, it was like 164 years per one title in Atlanta. And it's the biggest amount of years per title, you know, of any city that has a, a major sports franchise in the U S and I mean, Atlanta fans are just used to that. Like you just get burnt so much. So you're like, I'm not going to invest in Matt Ryan. He's not going to win this one either. And, you know, there were times last year where I thought the same thing, but you know, you kind of got to stay a little bit positive and just realize that, you know, things might turn around, but at the same time, we're kind of doomed. Uh, to have good weather and bad sports. Well, you know, and peaches, and it's Atlanta. There's all, I like it I, whenever I visit. Anyway, um, okay, so let's say that I have a husband or a boyfriend who is a huge Falcons fan like you. What are the games that we absolutely cannot miss, like must make sure that he's in front of a TV ready to go? Uh, I'm always going to say the Saints and the Panthers. Uh, the Saints, because traditionally they're our biggest rival, and you know, they get super loud, we get super loud, and it, it's just fun to get into arguments with Saints fans in the stands and, you know, to see Drew Brees get sack fumbled and OCU Manura return it for a touchdown, you know, that's a lot of fun. But, I mean, realistically, these days it's the Panthers games because the fight that happens in the middle of those games is intense. And, you know, Cam Newton is a monster, and, you know, I respect a guy like crazy because he's working with absolutely, you know, almost nothing besides Greg Olson on that offense. And for some reason, he's still able to put it together and destroy the Falcons. Uh, but, it, I mean, those are the two biggest games for me, and they're the most fun. You know, Tampa's great if you want to watch us win, like, what was it, 56-3 to or something like that last year. That was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, can get, if you can get somebody in front of the television for Saints-Falcons or, you know, Panthers-Falcons, definitely do it because it's, it's the best. Yeah, I do like the rivalry between you guys in New Orleans just because it's, you know, really do- two domes against each other. And, you know, do do they really pump in crown noise in your in your stadium? Is that true or is that just a rumor? Uh, I, I do think that it's true. And the reason I think this is last year when it's week one and we're playing the Saints, I remember looking at my girlfriend and saying, Emily, it is so loud in here. I've never heard it this loud in this stadium before. And, like, you look around, there was a decent amount of black and gold, but it was still incredibly loud when they were on offense. And as soon as it came out, like, we both looked at each other and just started laughing because it just it felt right. And, you know, there were even games where against the Bears and against the Steelers where the stadium is, you know, blue and orange or black and gold. And, you know, it's incredibly loud when, you know, we're on defense and there was no way that that was legitimately happening. Because at that point in the season, when it looks like the Falcons are kind of doomed, I mean, the fans, yeah, they get loud, but they're getting loud about whining. They're not getting loud cheering for the defense. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing with the last two years, do you think they waited too long or was it better to hold out for Dan Quinn? I mean, obviously they weren't planning on getting Dan Quinn, 
you know, until they decided to let go and we knew that he was willing to leave Seattle. But, you know, I think you guys have a potential, like, great coach if they let him, if they give him the personnel he needs. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we even thought about it as we were getting thrashed 31 to 3 in week 17 against the Panthers last, uh, last year. You know, me and a ton of my friends who are Falcons fans, we talked about it and, you know, we felt that, you know, Matt Ryan maybe potentially threw the two pick sixes on purpose to get rid of Mike Smith because he knew that he could never win with Mike Smith because, you know, I don't, I don't say this to be mean, but as a coach, he was really spineless. And, you know, he, he wasn't a guy who'd go for the big thing. Yeah, he'd go for it on fourth down, but it was always in a position where you're like, why are you going for it on fourth down? Just kick the field goal. You have one of the best kickers in the league in Matt Bryant. Kick the field goal, take the lead, and then just hope that the defense can do something. But instead, they would go for it on, like, fourth and sixth, and then, you know, the, the opposing team has great field position, and now all of a sudden we're down 10 instead of three, you know, with, where we could have tied it and potentially gone to overtime. It was super frustrating, and, you know, I'm glad to see that he's gone. But, uh, you know, can Dan Quinn be, you know, one of the great coaches? Uh, you know, we'll see. In Seattle, he was, you know, one of two defensive coordinators. A lot of people forget that. He only handled part of the defense. So, you know, I, I like the way that the team is turning around, but at the same time, you know, I am hesitant. All right. Well, we're going to be watching, hopefully, cautiously optimistic. Um, so, again, reminder that you can hear Tim on Next Fan Up. It's blogtalkradio.com forward slash Next Fan Up. And do you know when you're going to be on the show next? Uh, probably sometime in September. Uh, I'm not exactly sure yet. Uh, I'll have to look. I'm really oh, bad know. about the schedule, and I kind of pay attention like the week of. And then I just get really fired up and decide to go on a rant like halfway through and Pod Vader loves it. And then everybody else is like, why is this guy here? Oh, I, I love it too. I love it when you're on because it's hilarious. It's like, what, what is he going to, what is he going to talk about today? And sometimes again, as we were talking, we were chatting before, um, about, I, I've actually been to your stadium for a bowl game and I was talking about Chick-fil-A being delivered. And he's, he's like, yeah, that's only the good thing about it. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a fun interview. And it was. So again, make sure to check out Atlanta Fal- Falcons. Tim, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.